Alright, uh, welcome everybody to Repeal the 20th Century. Today we have a very distinguished guest. We have Joshua Smith of Break the Cycle here to talk about uh, the liberty movement, liberty activism, and the LP. Um, would you like to introduce yourself, Josh, for people who don't know you? What's up, man? How's it going? Yeah, uh, first of all, thanks a lot for having me on the show, man. I really appreciate it. I, this is your first episode, right? This is our first interview, yeah. Um, nice. Hopefully, before this comes up, I hope to have a little intro essay about why I created Repeal the 20th Century, why it's named Repeal the 20th Century, uh, but we do have a channel trailer out. That's the only video we have out right now. Yeah, I saw now. the trailer, dude, and I was like, I was like, oh, dude, I think he's, I think I get to be his first interview. So that's pretty dope, <laughs> man. I'm stoked. No, look, I'm a, I'm a at-large representative for the Libertarian National Committee. It's my second term now. Uh, mm -hmm. Two-time candidate for chairman of the Libertarian National Committee. Pretty sure they stole it from me last year uh, <laughs> through, through corruption and shady bullshit. Uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a Austrian libertarian you know I, I believe in Austrian economics and mm -hmm. and uh, um, you know I'm, I'm about as far right as they come I think a lot of people they hear this far this far right extremist thing and I'm like yeah I'm probably more right than those guys uh, yeah. on most issues but uh, people don't know what right and left mean anymore but uh, you know I, I came to Liberty by way of Ron Paul after after serving in operation Iraqi freedom uh, found Ron Paul worked on his campaign in 2008 and then uh, again in 2012 I voted for him and uh, joined the Liberty the Libertarian Party in 2016 uh, for the second time after watching the GOP just absolutely trash the greatest living statesman uh, of my lifetime certainly mm -hmm. um, and uh, I knew that I, there was no way I could any longer be a part of the GOP and so it was either don't be politically active at all uh, which is fine you know I, I got a lot of friends who are anarchists who are not politically active and mm -hmm. i get their i totally get their principled position for that but um i wanted to try and do something uh still politically and so i joined the libertarian party and i set out on a mission in 2016 to um mm -hmm. change the to, to move the overton window if you if you could say yeah uh, you know i was watching people like nick sarwark go around and trash tom woods and eric yeah. july and dave smith and all these great people and i was like uh -uh, this isn't gonna fucking work i need to be a part of a party that's gonna stand for libertarian principles so I, I ran for chair in 2016 um and slowly watched that window start shifting to the point where four years later uh nicholas sarwark's getting noted for treasurer of a small state party so uh you know i feel like my mission has been very successful and uh you know every day less and less people can talk shit about the the libertarian party because of the direction it's headed so uh that's where i am today man that's who i am and uh you know and then obviously i, I started break the cycle back in march originally of last year um and uh then i took some time off was doing an audio podcast i did four episodes i think and uh i got life happened and then i decided i was going to do a show a live show and so we started this back in march and i'm uh i think tonight is episode 93 uh wow. in the last six months so uh, I've been throwing out some episodes, really yeah. great guests like Dave Smith and, and <laughs> yeah. Stephen Kinsella and Tom Tom Woods and, and uh, Scott Horton twice. In fact, Scott Horton will be back on my show on Friday with uh, really? with Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment Center. It's going to be a crazy show. Um, but yeah, great guests, amazing, amazing show. And uh, mm -hmm. I've been very lucky to have the contacts I have. And, and uh, hopefully we can keep pushing liberty in the, into the mainstream somehow. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I have to agree. I mean, um, my own personal history with the Libertarian Party has been um, kind of all over the place. Uh, you know, like when I, I was I was still in high school when the Trump election was happening, but I was a big Trumper. And then that Syria bombing happened and I was immediately just like, oh, OK, Trump doesn't stand for anti-war. So I started looking other places. Um, 
but I stuck with the GOP until uh, I got into college, and now I am a registered libertarian right now. But I've always had, you know, my problems sticking with it, and and you know sometimes I'm disillusioned. But thanks to the Mises Caucus, I think the Mises Caucus is doing great work to you know make the Libertarian Party a Libertarian Party instead of I agree. you know um, this vague uh, just freedom in in a vague word that doesn't really mean much, but um, I'll get more to just getting your opinion, not to talk about myself very much. Cause that's not what this is about. It's totally but, cool, man. Get on <laughs> it. But I wanted to actually talk to you a lot about the libertarian party. Cause there's a lot of people who identify as libertarians, whether they're, you know, a conservatarian in the GOP, they're a little L libertarian, whatever it is, even, even lots of people who are in the Mises Institute refuse to associate with the Libertarian Party because of a lot of the past history with it. Um, do you think that, you know, it, the Mises Caucus will be really successful in getting those people in, or are some of them going to stay, you know, with the GOP? I mean, I'll give you one example not to call him out, but I do want to have him on in the next episode to talk about um, his concept of advancing liberty. But uh, Tho Bishop, like Tho Bishop is even skeptical of Mises Caucus people just because I think his main concern is if the Mises Caucus runs somebody against Ron DeSantis for Florida governor. Do you think these people will ever come into the Libertarian Party once the Mises Caucus take has a tighter grip or? Sure. Yeah. And so here's the thing. I love Tho Bishop, dude. Right. Yeah. Like those one. Those probably one of my favorite people out there, man. I love the guy to death. Um, sorry. Uh, it's. Uh, we're going to have to show that the Libertarian Party can actually be successful mm-hmm. uh, before we get people like Tho. Because Tho, Tho's happy where he's at. Tho, yeah. Tho is trying to move a party that's already largely successful in a more liberty-based direction. I appreciate that. I think more, yeah. you know, if you don't want to join the Libertarian Party, if you think you'll never join the Libertarian Party, please go and push the Republicans farther to, to liberty. Awesome. I, I, I think it's great. Um, but we are already becoming largely successful. We've got people mm-hmm. like Tom Woods and Dave Smith and Scott Horton and all these great, all these great names have joined the Libertarian Party. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they are members of their state parties. They are coming to conventions and national conventions. And Tom Woods is speaking at a breakfast at the national convention. I mean, you know, if you would have told everybody four years ago that this is what was going to happen with the Libertarian Party, they would have scoffed at you. All these Cato regime dickheads would have been like, oh, yeah, right. You know, blah, blah, blah. They were going to happen. Yeah. Well, the more the Mises caucus works, the more elections we win too. You know, we just won two uh, state house elections in Wyoming, first time since the '70s. You know, uh, we had a we had a, 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 a senatorial candidate uh, get like almost forty percent of the vote. You know what I mean? Uh, people are looking at the Libertarian Party now, and you know that wasn't happening before. You know, mm-hmm. our presidential candidate was weak. Obviously, there was some. It wasn't backroom deals, but there was some some brokering going on during the convention last year uh, to try and to try and figure things out and find some unity. But I think coming away from that campaign, we realized there is no fucking unity in the Libertarian Party. It's either, you know, we either fight off these these regime libertarians that have been keeping the party irrelevant for years or uh, we walk away. I mean, that's really what it was. And I think Murray Rothbard knew the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Murray Murray found helped found the Libertarian Party yeah. um, was a was one of the founders of the Cato Institute. And uh, when he realized that these regime dickheads were going to continue to try and, and suck the boot of the D.C. elite uh, mm-hmm. to try and get in favor of them, he walked away. And so, if you know, if the party starts going back the other way and we lose it, you know, fuck it. You know, yeah. that, OK, who cares? Well, I'll go the way of Jeff Deist. You know what I mean? Uh, but if if uh, if 
if not, if we keep going the right direction, then we're going to keep going in the right direction. And, and I think that eventually people are going to see that. And I think people are already seeing it, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to, I have to agree on, you know, some level that the LP is definitely doing better. And ever since the Mises caucus has been getting in, I mean, there, there are some regime libertarians who are saying, oh, but there's all these people leaving the libertarian party. And I, I don't really see it. The people I see leaving are the people saying people are leaving. Bonvoy, you know? Nosh, motherfucker. Yeah, like, That's how I feel. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. look, okay, the people that are leaving are the people that I didn't want to work with anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, mm -hmm. and we're bringing in people hand over fist, and we have some of the biggest libertarian names now, you know, stumping for the party. I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Not a single single night of sleep over it. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I... I... <laughs> I'm seeing all these, you know, very Cato regime libertarians, as you as you've been describing, saying and criticizing the Libertarian Party now, just now when you know we're starting to have success, now when the Libertarian Party is is becoming more libertarian, and I think that's purposeful because they're they're scared of actually being any radical change, because um, they. They get along fine. They they get their you know um, six figure paychecks in D.C. to be like an advisor to some Republican congressman or whatever, but they don't really care about radically changing the thing. And um, I I think that's that's a shame. And if they're not going to you know if they're not going to uh, move along to get along, then they have to get out of the way. But uh, I wanted to ask you because you did mention um, other paths to. Uh, giving back to the liberty movement besides being in the libertarian party sure. um, do you think we can work with the liberty like liberty republicans I mean obviously we we're talking about Tho Bishop moving liberty more in the republican party and even um, young Americans for Liberty who I used to work for um, while technically the policy is that we'll endorse libertarians um, through their win at the door pack it's overwhelmingly republicans do you think that it would be suitable to allow or even have libertarians go out and vote for Republicans who are Liberty Republicans instead of a libertarian candidate? Well, that's a that's a, a choice that individuals are going to have mm -hmm. to make. You know what I mean? I, I can't tell people, especially my position on the LNC, I'm, I'm going to say no. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. don't do it. Don't do it. Vote for libertarian. <laughs> But, uh, you know, in some cases, people do what they think is right. And if there's a if there's a Liberty Republican running in a race that you think can win, that's going to move your uh, life in a better direction through legislation, then why? Why wouldn't you go for them? Mm -hmm. um, you know, of course, I always want the Libertarian to win. Yeah, uh, we just we don't you know, we don't very often. And, and, you know, I feel like those wins are coming. I think we're going to start doing it. I think y'all will start helping more Libertarians, especially with Lauren as the uh, as the director. I, I you know. I don't see us not going in the right direction to start yeah. winning a, a lot more elections. So uh, I think people are going to have more choices on the ballot, you know, in the next two to four years, a lot more than they think. And uh, and uh, so until then, you got to make whatever decision you think is right for you and your family, because mm -hmm. that's really what it comes down to at the end yeah. of the day, man. It's like what's what's going to be the most beneficial to your family, to your community. Um, and so you got to do what you got to do, man. Uh, I, 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 my job as a, as a at rep large or at large representative on the Libertarian National Committee is to present a party that people want to vote for. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's where I'm going and that's where I've been moving. And I think that we're, I think we're going in the right direction. I think that soon, you know, those people who would vote for the Liberty Republican are going to start voting Libertarian. Yeah. Um, I would, I would say that's probably pretty accurate in, especially in states where we're seeing those victories already like Wyoming. 
Um, I wanted to ask you, though, because um, I know you're really close to the leadership of the Mises Caucus, and you're, you're kind of in the leadership, that is, um, for the Mises Caucus. But what for people who don't know, what are the substantial changes that the Mises Caucus wants to make to the Libertarian Party that will attract people who were previously off-put by the Libertarian Party? Sure. Well, the you know they, they have a three-prong uh, goal, and that's always been the Mises Caucus's like uh, mission statement, essentially, uh, change party leadership. We need party leadership that represents our values and our morals mm-hmm. and our and us politically, um, and they haven't represented libertarians in the Libertarian Party for many, many, many years, well over a decade. Um, and so that was one of them. The other one is uh, focused, focusing locally. Uh, that's something that that they've been really big on when we support candidates they're candidates for local office or county office or you know i think they would endorse state reps uh, candidates but um financially they help local candidates because they want local candidates to win because that's where you can start making a name for yourself and start moving up to these bigger you know these bigger elections um and so that's another thing and then uh the other one is issue-based coalitions so this is something that the the libertarian party mises caucus does that the libertarian party just simply does not do uh they will work with liberty republicans democrats uh green party members anarchists anybody that's trying to advance an issue that we agree with them on uh if it's the anti-war sentiment the defend the guard legislation obviously there was mm-hmm. more than just uh, uh, uh libertarians that were a part of that uh those kind of things that uh, the 2a uh uh work that we've done in texas uh the the decrim denver movement that we yep. were a part of um you know we'll work on those issue-based coalitions with other people because the libertarian party simply doesn't do it so the, the mises caucus will do that and we have the resources as a caucus they have uh they have the the personnel as a caucus um to to get things done and so uh, that's that's really the, the the mission statement of the party of the of the caucus. Also, you know, to exude Austrian uh, economics and and put that uh, that that anarcho capitalist philosophy back into uh, the Libertarian Party where it belongs. So um, mm-hmm. that's you know that's the goals, dude. That's what it's all about. And uh, I I think largely they've been very successful. We got some wins locally uh, in the last election cycle, um, you know, and and helped finance some of those candidates. Uh, and so. You know they're doing the right things man and and not everything they do is perfect you know they still make mistakes sometimes everyone makes mistakes but uh they're, they're doing really well so yeah uh somewhat of what i would characterize as what the mises caucus is doing is it's taking a more local approach while the lp in the past years has really focused on just pushing their you know their the presidential candidate and thinking that'll down trickle into uh trickle down does. economics in, in yeah. a way um down into the local elections but what's the mises caucus plan for the presidential candidate because i know there's a lot of talk right now about um dave smith maybe running and dave yeah smith. i'm sure I, I i mean dave hasn't announced but he's soft announced a hundred times already i mean yeah. guy, we're all pretty sure the guy's gonna run so um i you know i i don't see many uh people that i would rather have run there uh mm-hmm. maybe somebody like tom woods or you know uh i i don't know but I could you could you think of somebody who'd be better? The guy's got all kinds of appeal. He can get on some of the biggest media in the country. Uh, you know, he he's a, he's a comedian, so the mainstream media is going to take him unseriously. They're going to bring him on. He's going to rip into everybody. I mean, he's yeah. he's really you know. I, I try to explain this to people. It's like, there's so many lulberts in the Libertarian Party that are like, "Oh, we're going to win the, the presidential election in 2020 or 2024." It's like, no, we're fucking not. Yeah. We're not going to win the the presidential election. You've got to be high to believe that. But we have the opportunity. 
uh, to put somebody in there who does what our presidential uh, uh, cycle is actually made for. And that's a 50 state media tour trying to, to message to normies on the mainstream media to get them to become more libertarian or, or, or start looking at libertarian philosophy, at least. Dave Smith's the best guy for that because he can get on that media. Yeah. And he's going to go on that media and he's going to rip into people and he's going to show them that there's a party out there that actually cares about their values. And so uh, I, I would I'd love to see Dave do it. I hope he does. Um, you know, and if, if nobody steps up to run for vice president, I'm going to do it. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, no, um, I, I can't see many other people who are better than Dave. I would just say really it's all about somebody who can get into the media, who can – you know, like the best thing about Gary Johnson was that he had media attention. Unfortunately, you know, he didn't really use it very well, obviously, you know, obviously with the the Aleppo thing and sure. um, all the other things, which I, me personally, I think a lot of them are overblown. Uh, but, you know, we do need somebody who gets in the media. But I think also is something is is not devoting too many resources to the presidential race, because as you said, a libertarian's not going to win the presidency. The presidential race is supposed to bring in their own, yeah. their own resources. They're supposed mm -hmm. to do their own, uh, their own fundraising. I mean, that's how it works. You know what I mean? And so, you can't expect a party that's living on less than two million dollars a year to provide all the resources for a presidential campaign. I mean, any any presidential campaign that's ever worked for this party that that thinks that is is idiotic. I mean, just mm -hmm. absolute asinine. So. Yeah, and and that would be my one of my big criticisms of the Joe Jorgensen campaign is that like Joe really um, leaned on the fact that she was part of the LP. She leaned on the LP a lot, and I think it costs us in big ways. I mean, here where I live, I live in New York. We lost ballot access because we did so poorly, and you know, no one knew who Joe Jorgensen was. I actually I went to an LP event here, and. Um, pretty much everybody I was talking to at the LP event was like, yeah, I didn't know who Joe was until just recently. I'm not too enthusiastic about Joe and I'm sure Joe's a great woman and you know, yeah. yeah grandma Joe's all right, man. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but, but she, uh, she wasn't, she didn't she, have the energy. She didn't yeah. have the, the name care. recognition. Um, now Don't Spike, care. Spike, like I, I love Spike. I am yeah, a big Spike fan. I've, I stand, I've, I stand Spike Cone. Yeah. I, I interviewed Spike on, um, the last podcast that I, I ran um, and Spike was great. Spike was great. But, and I think Spike was most of the energy behind that campaign. I think that campaign would have done a lot worse if Spike was not there. And, sure. uh, but yeah, en enough ragging on, you know, 2020, there's a lot of hindsight involved there, but uh, I did want to go into some more specific LP issues uh, because I actually haven't been able to personally follow many LP issues. I got banned from Facebook about, um, I want to say a year ago now. Um, and that was my main line of communication with LP people. And it's kind of caused me to be disconnected from the LP in general. Yeah. But um, the New Hampshire, I know we just got some new details on what happened in New Hampshire. For people who don't know, kind of, do you want to talk about New Hampshire at all for... Sure. Yeah. Well, New Hampshire had uh, essentially the the Mises Caucus had a full sweep of the uh, of the board, except they they voted in a chair who was not Mises Caucus uh, as a show of unity. Um, and uh, she tried to steal everything and run away with the the, the party and started her own party. And uh, it was really really ugly. Uh, 
you know, we had several LNC members step down after trying to get involved because they they were obviously doing shady shit. And now we we put together an investi- investigative co- committee who went and investigated everything and found that indeed our chair did uh, uh, commit corruption throughout this process um, and probably others as well. But, you know, we'll never know because he deleted like 4,600 megabytes of emails the day before he uh, uh, resigned. Um, hopefully they have some of that stuff archived and can go through <laughs> yeah. it, but, uh, it was, it was ugly dude. And so now we have this full report on display that's showing that, you know, they were corrupt. They were doing yeah. corrupt shit. And, uh, and, uh, you know, there's several members on the board right now who piled on uh, myself and, and Karen Ann Harlow's for, um, calling out the corruption, whistleblowing the corruption and trying to let everyone know what was going on. And uh, now those people are, have egg on their faces, you know, yeah. and I hope that uh, I hope that those people do the right thing and step down, resign mm-hmm. from the LNC. They don't they don't belong there. They've had the whole party watch them pile on Karen and Harlow's for being a whistleblower for months. Um, you're wrong. You were wrong. You yep. you should have waited till that report came out to do any of this shit. And uh, now you need to resign. Do the right thing and fucking resign. Leave, yeah. leave, leave national leadership. You don't belong there anymore. You don't have what it takes to be there. It's time to go. Yeah, no, I um. I totally agree from what I've read about it, which I've only been able to get my information from Twitter on this now because I'm not on Facebook and Twitter's not really a great place for long disseminations of information because um, of that character limit and just kind of the formatting of the website. But, um, you know, what I've seen, it's pretty clear that, you know, the LP leadership was really trying to save face and, and stop the Mises caucus from really cementing these wins that they had especially in new hampshire which is a very important state for the lp with the free state project and the fact that really new hampshire is is the um the guide for how the rest of the country's libertarians should be organizing i mean really new hampshire is just completely transformed i know several people who are in the state legislature who are anarcho-capitalists like self-avowed anarcho-capitalists reed murray rothbard reed hopper read all of these people and you know it you many years ago in rothbard's time this would be thought of as impossible this would this would never happen but um now it's a reality and it's it's very motivating to to see a lp that actually is getting things done and I think um, what a lot of people had a problem with the LP beforehand, before Mises Caucus has started to take over, is a, is a sense of partisanship that exists in the other parties that the LP likes to say we don't have. But there is a lot of, like, you have to be libertarian, and, and not even ideologically libertarian, as we can see with a lot of the people who um, are espousing this, but you have to have that L next to your name, or you're not worthwhile. And right. I'm glad the Mises Caucus is, is moving to work with other, um, I guess I should say, movements in the liberty movement into pushing forward the agenda. Because there's, there's many things you can do um, as a libertarian to advance these ideas. It's not just getting involved in the LP uh, or voting in the LP. It's also, there's, there's practical things to do. Agorism is a thing that exists. I mean, even just... Buying cryptocurrency is something now, though. I know that infrastructure bill is <laughs> made crypto. They're trying, but they'll never they'll never take it down. Yeah, they'll never take it down, but they're 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 definitely trying. Um, you know, just working on a local level, even if it's with Republicans, like Republicans in my town, 
they're on the libertarian ballot and the Republican ballot because they're they have close relationships with our local LP. We get things done that are you know libertarian in nature, and that's why we have one of the best towns to live in in New York. You know, one of those states that you 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 hear it and you're like, oh, that state's awful. That it, it's a you know, um, <laughs> New York, <laughs> big Oof. big government. Sorry, I mean, especially, yeah, leave the coast. Yeah. ASAP. <laughs> I, I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But um but yeah, no. So I think the Mises caucus is doing a lot. Um but I, I personally don't think it's it's the end all be all and I don't think you do either. I think most people should realize that there is other things we can do towards liberty and it it starts at a personal level and trickles upward. I call it the, I call it the toolbox, man. Yeah. It's a toolbox, you know. It's it's uh there's there's several drawers in your toolbox mm-hmm. and and you know, you come you come up on a problem and you know, if you it, you're not just going to use one tool if there's if you can't fix it with one tool, you're going to use several tools to get the job done and uh, I think that the Libertarian Party is just another tool in the in the toolkit, right? Yeah. I I definitely am a big fan of counter economics. I think uh, agorism is is a smart, safe move if you refuse to get involved. It's mm-hmm. not safe, but a smart move if you refuse to get involved in in politics. Go the agorism route. Go the counter the the counter economics uh, route. Start opting out. Opt out of the damn system. The more people opt out of the system, the more we starve the system. It's great. Bitcoin's part of that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Buy Bitcoin. This is not, listen, SEC, this is not financial advice, kiss my ass. But Bitcoin is an important part of that. I mean, this is a this is a decentralized currency that circumvents the federal government. It doesn't get any more libertarian. Yeah. You know, this is literally, this is our issue. This is this should have been our issue uh, uh, 15 years ago. And uh, the, the party, unfortunately, just never even talked about it. Um, you know, there's there's so many different ways. There's there's all kinds of activism and there's all kinds of things that you can do to bolster your community and your and yourself. And in fact, I had Patrick Smith on the show, who's about as anarcho-capitalist as they come. He's so very very um, uh, consistent in his philosophy and his beliefs. And uh, you know, I said, what's the most important thing we can do, Pat Patrick, to 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 uh, you know further society into a, you know a more liberty-based uh, direction? And he goes, he goes, work on yourself, man. You know, and, mm-hmm. and it, it, it clicked with me. He's like, he's like, work on yourself, you know, make yourself better, do better for yourself, do better for your family. Then your community sees you doing that. And they want to do that too. I mean, if yeah. you ever, if you live in a suburban area, you know, uh, my neighbors and I are in a competition to see who has the best snowblower. We're in the competition to see who has that, you know, the best, the best lawn, the best everything. So make yourself better, make everything yeah. in your household better, make your, your family better. And this all goes back to like uh, Jordan Peterson, right? Mm-hmm. Make it clean, clean your room. Yeah. You know, it's really, really, it's basic. Clean up your own shit. Mm-hmm. Clean up your own shit, and then your community will start cleaning up their shit too. Because they want to, they want to compete. They always want to compete. You know, outside yeah. of maybe like Section Eight housing, which I I grew up in when I was a kid. You know, no nobody there really gives a shit what the community is doing. You know, but but if you live in a, a you know lower middle class, uh, upper lower class neighborhood or or higher, everybody's competing in the neighborhood. Yeah. Everybody's competing. Everybody wants a better car than the, their next door neighbor. Everybody wants a better lawn than their next door neighbor. Everybody wants a better paint job on their house. So improve your life, improve your own life, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to pull your community up. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's the, the mm-hmm. best thing you could possibly do. Uh, but there are all these other tools, too, you know, to, to fight back on against the state. So do those, too, if you can. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, I would say, uh, do, you have, do you have any specific um, things, though, that you think people should do with the LP? So we talked a lot about, like, the generalities, but... What 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 can a viewer do, 
you know, to get more involved with the LP and, and advance the LP's goals, especially the Mises Caucus? Well, I mean, you got to join first. You know, yeah. uh, if we sit on the sidelines and throw stones, uh, you're not you're not helping yourself mm-hmm. in the in the end of this. You know what I mean? If you're not going to join the party, that's fine. Don't take shots at the people who are working their ass off to try and further your liberty. That's just fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, but but, you know, if, if you're trying to get politically involved and, and you want to help the party, join the party. You know, what I mean, join your state party. Take over, you know, take over county seats for your for your, your local county chapter uh, and start bringing people there. You know, ha- hold nice get togethers and have drinks and talk libertarian shop and what policies you want to push and what candidates who, who in the room thinks they could run for office. I mean, you know, you, the smartest thing Nicholas Starwark ever said was the party belongs to those who show up. OK, and uh, and then and then uh, we showed up <laughs> yeah. probably not the people he wanted to show up, but we showed up mm-hmm. and uh, and you could see what's happened in the four years that the uh, Mises Cox has been active. They have 26 state boards now. Uh, they've gotten candidates elected. Uh, they're they're bringing members in hand over fist. They've worked on all kinds of great coalition issues. Um, what's the downside, man? You, you yeah. got to you got to pay 25 bucks a year to help the Mises caucus take over the country and leave you alone you know it's that's that's what's going on here man so mm-hmm. you know i'm not telling you you have to do anything that's mm-hmm. not my thing I'm, i i don't want to tell anybody to do anything they don't want to do i know that there's libertarians who are never going to join a political party i get that i understand that i'm totally cool with that i appreciate your counter economic stance i appreciate you buying bitcoin i appreciate you doing these things that are going to create a better life for your, you and your family but to the people who do want to or can or have the the, the wherewithal to do it do it mm-hmm. it's it's simple man you know yeah, I think um, recently something with, you know, uh, the Afghanistan situation and, you know, we had people saying Ron Paul was right, Ron Paul was right, we need a second Ron Paul. But, um, you know, I was saying on Twitter, I was like, guys, yeah, sure, we, we need a second Ron Paul or whatever, but a second Ron Paul is going to be completely useless if it creates a lot of this libertarians that uh, Ron Paul did. And this is not a knack at Ron Paul. Um, this is more of a knack of of people not doing the least they can do. You know, right. if you're going to complain on Twitter all day about you know libertarian things, it's not really doing anything. Sure. You know. Um, well, you know, you know what, you know who, uh, you know who wants all the work done but refuses to do the work themselves, right? You know who does that? Communists. That's yeah. who. Exactly. That's who does that. If you're watching people do all this great work, that's going to help you, and you're cheering them on, and but you're saying, nah, but I'm not going to help." Yes. You know. Uh, like or, or even going after them being terrible to these people that are trying to do this work yeah uh, that's yeah. that's what the commies do man they they reap the benefits of someone else's work so yeah of course and man. it's just like <laughs> you know it, it's a there are very small things as we discussed there are very small things you can do even just um being registered libertarian you don't even have to yeah. vote or anything doing just that goes a long way especially in states in, like in, new york you know yeah, many states it gets us ballot access yeah, you know exactly a lot of people i think a lot of people on the outside looking in don't understand that like our biggest fight is ballot access it's a mm-hmm. constant struggle for us we have to fight just to put a fucking l next to our name on the ballot dude. yeah in like in like 20 states mm-hmm. you know yeah it's hard. It's hardcore shit. And we, and we we lost it here in New York after, you know, Larry Sharp had his really great governor campaign that, you know, he didn't win. Um, right. I think he didn't even he didn't get, you know, like that large percentage, but he got enough that libertarians were on the ballot access. But we lost it, you know, with this election. So, 
it's going to be a fight in New York to do it. And I'm pretty sure there's a few other states that lost it after this most recent election where it's going to be a fight. But yeah, even just doing that, you know, just registering as a libertarian, that goes a long way. Um, But there are a lot of people who don't want to just do even that basic thing. They just want to complain and that's that's pointless if True. we're gonna ha- if we have another you know ron paul too um whoever that may be you know that ron paul too has to you know inspire people who are going to get things done not just people who are going to complain yeah i think dave smith could do it i yeah. also believe i and i've said this strongly several times not a lot of people agree with me but i think eric brakey could do it yeah, no, I I love Eric. Um, I I could I've see had... him being the that Ron Paul fireman. I just I don't. It's kind of like kind of dorky, but he's very powerful. Like mm-hmm. I could see that happening. I could see him uh, getting a little bit older and becoming the next Ron Paul. I I've told him that personally to his face. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see. Yeah, Eric no, there. I there are a few people who are really great candidates for doing this. It's just that step that t- we need. You know, right. we need them to get that um that publicity we need them to get access and i think that's really important and i think somebody like eric brakey or like dave smith who has done the media tours they've got they've done this before they could get it and it's really just about getting access to that media and then really honing in on the important stuff like ron paul went as far as he did because he talked about the wars because that was something that people cared about. And they still sure. do care about it, obviously. I mean, <laughs> the fact that Afghanistan... Anytime even the smallest thing happened in Afghanistan during this whole withdrawal period, it went trending on Twitter. I mean, that's evidence enough, I think. True. Yeah. I agree. I agree, man. It's a, it's a, it's a big issue. And, you know, maybe it was, wasn't done perfectly, uh, mm-hmm. as they say. But, um, man it's uh it could have been it could have been better i guess yeah but uh but i'm still happy it happened and mm, i, of I hope it continues to happen so yeah no i mean ron paul was a very inspiring figure and i think even even people who didn't get into libertarianism because of it felt his energy and you know they they wouldn't be as cemented as they are without him i know even me while Ron Paul didn't make me a libertarian, when I was not a libertarian, I agreed with a lot of what Ron Paul said. I watched his stuff, um, and, you know, he's kind of a gateway into learning about that. But um, even if he doesn't convince you personally, he'll lead you that path. And that's that's what's really important, is getting people to um, get really ingrained in the political theory and the beliefs of libertarianism. And hopefully... I, I I am no bigger advocate of somebody being a Ron Paul too, but I, I really hope it happens. I agree, man. We need yeah. we it would be nice. It would be nice to have one out there. Uh, you know, Ron's 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 getting close to retirement, I think. He's like eighty something, man. I the guy's yeah. just an absolute mad madman. So mm-hmm. uh I, I love the man for yeah. all he's done for us. Yeah. It's it's Though uh, I will say, um, because it is his birthday, uh, Hoppa's birthday, that is, you know, I wish we could have a, a an American Hoppa too, though, because if you've ever seen Hoppa um, in European circles, he he gets a lot of that media attention. A lot of people don't True. realize that Hoppa is a known figure in the in Europe because if only I could get Hoppa on the damn show. I know, yeah, he um, does I, not do shows. I hear I hear he's like after 
the rumor is is that after his latest book, he's he's winding down, and it's like, okay, I'm I'm retiring. This is, yeah. I I think I've done enough. Which you know he, he's he's earned it. He's he's certainly earned it. I mean, I have being, his new book somewhere. Oh, yeah, I, I I have it in yeah. my bag actually. I've been reading it in between classes. It's uh, I still haven't had somebody come up and say, "Oh, what's that?" or "Who is that?" or "I recognize that." Unfortunately, but you know, maybe one day sure. somebody will will ask me, and I'll get to you know go. Oh, actually, this is a great guy. Here's some yeah, more you things you should definitely check it out. <laughs> uh, there's a book called Democracy: The God of Felt. You should check that out. Right yeah, one hundred percent. But um, yeah, so. I think I've kind of uh, hit all the topics I kind of wanted to hit. Um, so, you know, I I appreciate you coming on. It's been great talking to you about these things. Um, but, yeah, I know. I hope to have you back on uh, another time. Sure. But, yeah, no, I appreciate it a lot. Uh, do you want to plug anything in particular before? Sure. Watch end? my show, man. Yeah. Check out my show. Fight. I'll make sure to hey. link that. Yeah, youtube.com backslash fight the despots. We're live every Monday through Friday, 7.30 p.m. Central Time with new guests, man. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a good show. Yeah. Uh, it's got an intro about sticking pedophiles and wood chippers, so you can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you can't go wrong with that. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I thank you again for having you on. Um, really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I, I wish you luck in all your endeavors. And, you know, I'll be looking for you uh, – Going for the vice presidential nomination. Thanks, brother. You too, yeah, man. I really no appreciate what you're doing. Keep going, brother. Yeah.